0: And interceding, and, and then um, when Solid Rock years ago began to build out the building over here, I was I was there every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at seven a.m. praying with them and uh, believing for an outpouring in this in this city. And uh, I, I planted a church uh, six years ago in Altoona, Pennsylvania, along with my wife and family and and so we're right in the center of the city and, and, uh, and calling that city back to life. And a word that, that I think about for you guys, and, and it's a word in this hour, uh, is a word of Nehemiah. But, it's, but Nehemiah chapter 4 is specifically the word that I'm thinking. And uh, um, with Nehemiah 4, there's a moment as they were building the wall. Um, they were building the wall and they gathered the people for the purposes of God. Um, one of the things that was, uh, there's, there's always ridicule, and there's always um, uh, a confrontation that comes from the Sambalas and the Tobias. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but one of the things about that, they said, will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that were burned? And, um, and I just I, I want to say to you that there are people that have been burned by religion. There, have been, there, there are living stones that have to be called to awakening. And, and, and then there's the reviving. And then, and then there's the, the transformation that happens. And, and I believe that there have been moves of God that have happened here. I was a part of a, a fresh move of God that was happening. But, but religion tries to quench and religion tries to squeeze out every move of God that's ever happened here in Grove City. And, uh, and I feel like for me, I want to pray for you guys for the calling back of the stones that have been burnt. Those ones, because as they built the wall, they also filled the gaps in. They find, found where the gaps were and those burnt stones were the ones that were placed. Um, something that happened this year in Altoona, um, Clay Nash, who's a prophet, he had a word about Altoona, Pennsylvania, and in that word, um, he, uh, he was in prayer, and he said, the Lord took me to Altoona, and he said, um, there's going to be a proclamation that comes out of Altoona that will lead to emancipation of a group of people, just as there once was, there will be again this year. And uh, we did some research, and in, 19, in, in 1862, governors from the Union states met in Altoona, Pennsylvania, to endorse the Proclama- Emancipation wow. Proclamation. Wow. The, the railroad brought them to Altoona. It was a secret meeting. And then January 1st, 1863, which is 160 years ago, from last Sunday, was when, when Lincoln gave the Emancipation Proclamation. And we felt that we were supposed to do a prayer, and I think that I want to pray this prayer over this house and over this city, as I did last sunday that um, that resounded around that it 's calling forth, and so I just want to read this to you. On January 1st, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation which declared that all persons held as slaves shall be free. And I'm going to speak to those that have been held slaves to the religious spirit and the religious entity. And I declare that you shall be free. To those who have ears to hear, We call the prodigals. We call the mavericks. We call the outliers. We call the broken and the forgotten. We call the hungry and the thirsty for God's real thing. We call the men who have left their post. And we call the women who have been silenced. We call the down and out. And we call the up and out. We declare that you are seen. You are loved. And you are welcomed. We call forth those from obscurity. We call forth the sons and the daughters. And we call forth the brothers and the sisters. We call forth the fathers and the mothers. We call forth the fivefold servants yeah. of the Lord Jesus. Amen. We call forth the family of God. And we invite you to the table of the Lord Jesus. We call the nuclear family back to the dinner table. And this year... And this week, just this week, I had another sense that that those that experienced the Jesus revolution, the Jesus movement, they have been silenced, they have been ostracized, for way too long. And, and and I believe as another Jesus movement is coming, that we gotta call forth that older generation that once experienced God and had a wineskin that tasted of the of the wine in that day that they would come back because there's a new outpouring and a new wine that's coming. So I pray that Father, in this house, God, I pray in this family, I pray in this city. That, Lord, as a new wine is coming, that there is a fresh wave that is coming once again, an awakening that's coming. Lord, I pray that you bring the burnt stones back to the wall. The gaps are beginning to be filled. The mavericks, the outliers, the outcasts that have once tasted of the real thing, and now it's a new season. It's a new day. It's good. Come on. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come. And I prophetically speak to those who have ears to hear. And today, I turn towards the campus and I pray for those that are hungering and thirsting. And we say, be awakened. Come on. To, to, to Slippery Rock, be awakened. Yeah. Yes. To Westminster, be awakened. Yeah. Here's something I sense so as we planted our church in Altoona Altoona is the, the, um, the hub for um, for for Catholicism in, in, in that part of that region the day that we walked into our building that we now own the old Methodist Church was a day that Kathleen Kane who was the Attorney General she was next door at the big Cathedral announcing the exposing of the priest scandals. The very day that Bishop Mark Pierce walked into the building with me, and then we said, that's our building. There's an exposing. But when we bought that building, all of Catholicism seemed to turn against us. The Catholic priest that was next door began to come against us nonstop. And then within three months, he was exposed for child pedophilia. It's a religious spirit that consumes and tries to squelch out every spirit-filled move of God. And then once we started, we started a Christian school. And then every Baptist cessationist group began to come against us. So we identified there's, there's multiple things in our city that are strong. Catholicism, cessationism, and the Masonic are very strong. And they're all religious that tries to squeeze it out. Over the years, every spirit-filled church that's moved in this city, in this region, has been tried to be squashed out. Intimidation has tried to squeeze, squash and press it down. Either they've gone crazy or they've backed away. And today's a day to arise. It is a religious spirit, and, and I'll just say it comes from the campus because if it doesn't fit into the campus's way, it doesn't fit in this city. <laughs> and so my prayer for you is keep going. Come on. Go strong. Come on. How you deal with intimidation, how you deal with criticism, how you deal with false accusation is complete the work. Yeah. Build really the wall and do non-stop. The assignment of Sambala, Tobiah, I guess all of those was criticism was, was false accusation and was confusion. And I pray that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And in that sound mindness, it is because you begin to have the mind of Christ. And I pray over this movement. Wow. Wow. I pray over... Wow. I pray over this movement that the sound minds would be set. And it says that they had they, they continued the work in the building of the wall because they had a mind to work. Father, I pray for a fresh move. Wow. 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 Solid Rock experienced the move of God. I went to Pensacola with the Solid Rock team. But something, a sexual perversion and other things and intimidation came in and tried to squeeze it out. I saw a river of God come into this city and then begin to just wane out. Father, I pray for another move on and a fresh move. And I bless you all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.